0: We're going to start this recording. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the N-Word for Nerd podcast. As always, we're going to jump right into our top section. So we are going to do a top three time loop movies. Yes, time loop movies. We could throw in a little sprinkling of reincarnation, but this does not include time travel. As I've been explicitly told, time travel movies are not on the, supposed to be on the list. Two different things, man. Two different things. Right, yeah. right. Right. right, all right. right. Yeah. So, I guess we'll go around robin. I'll start off with my number three. My number three is going to be The Final Girls, a recent horror movie that came out, where um, they're in a movie time loop, and every 93 minutes, the movie restarts, and they're trying to survive it and make it to the end. Uh, just a great movie. I do love it because the main female in the movie that survives the real movie doesn't survive from the loops. so actually enjoyable for me. So, I'm going to go... The final girls as my first time loop movie in my top three. What do you want say you,
1: Jaren? All right. So mine, uh, my number three is a great one, but it's also based on it's semi, the movie itself doesn't declare exactly what's going on with the loop, but a lot of fan theories really kind of close the gap and make me feel like it is. And then mine's going to be Donnie Darko. And the reason that it isn't explicitly said, it's a time loop, but the idea that that when that engine crashes through his bedroom, it's supposed to have killed him. And now the universe is stuck and to the point where he's got to die, I think, is 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 a phenomenal. uh, And it's also I mean, you deal with the whole the whole issues, the mental health and all that aspect of it, too. That I think is pretty dope. So Uh, my number three, Donnie Darko. All right
2: jason a all right well my number three is number three because you get to see tom cruise die a lot it's edge of tomorrow it's awesome he dies horribly like a thousand times and it's just so much fun to see tom cruise die that's my number
0: three (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because leading into my number two actually is yes you named it edge of tomorrow to and I don't like it because I get to see Tom Cruise die. I actually enjoy Tom Cruise and I think he should live on forever and if we can put him into Horcruxes and let him just keep surviving, I'm all for it. Uh, Yes, but I'm going to go Edge tomorrow, but also not only because Tom Cruise died, I just think like this movie is made for Tom Cruise, man, like Tom Cruise gets to get the most Tom Cruiseian that he can be. He gets insane Tom Cruise. we get running Tom Cruise, we get hysterical Tom Cruise. We get passionate loving Tom Cruise. We get Oprah dump- jumping on the couch, Tom Cruise. every Tom Cruise is in this movie, so I'll go with edge of tomorrow is by Tom
2: is also to- years old, so
1: you know yeah. he'll live forever, <laughs> <laughs> uh man. Uh, we're not supposed to agree on this shit, but my number two is also Edge of Tomorrow. And I think you guys are missing a big part of it. Emily motherfucking Blunt is a badass in this movie. He's awesome. You know, are talking about Tom Cruise, love, hate, this, that, and the other. The fucking uh, the guy that plays um, his uh, his drill sergeant, uh, phenomenal yeah. in it. Uh, and Emily Blunt fucking kills it. Uh, kind of makes you wonder why she's married to Jim from The Office. But um, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't so say that, Jim. <laughs> But uh but yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is my number two for sure.
2: All right. Well, I'm gonna switch it up. My number two, we'll probably talk about this later this episode, is uh boss level. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Wow, it, it for me was uh it had action, it had heart, and I like Frank Grillo as an actor. You know, he he can be in anything. He was in a movie about oh. ballet, he's just great. So my number two is Boss Level. It's it's a fun movie, and we'll talk about this later, so
0: yep, I will go into it more. <laughs> boss Level us. So my number one uh, with the gun is, and you'll probably notice it from a theme for my third one, is Happy Death Day. I love Happy Death Day. I think it's just such a great movie, and I'm all for thrillers and slashers that take that concept but then turn it on its head so basically just mashes two genres together, the time loop genre with the slasher drama, all similar to the final girls. But this one follows one character as she tries to figure a way out of this time loop and it figures that's to do with the killer. I think it's just fun. I think the mystery in it is good. I think the humor they play up into all of it, how she goes through the time loops and how she keeps progressing is, is really, really good. They did make a sequel. Happy Death Day to you. I think it's almost just as good, but it goes more sci-fi than horror in the sequel, where I think this one sits firmly with more of a horror element than sci-fi, and everybody knows I'm a huge, huge horror guy. It's sci-fi fantasy being my second genre. So to get both of them mashed into one movie and in the order that I like, I'm here for it. So yes, that is my number one. Happy Death Day. Jaron, what say you?
1: Number one. Time Loop Movies is a relatively new movie as well. Um, it is called uh Palm Springs, and I fucking love this movie. Um I love the mom from uh uh How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh I love I love obviously I love a uh, dude from Brooklyn 9. I just Andy Samberg. Andy Sandberg, yes, thank you. The Bud Light is cool. um uh it it does something it takes what i thought was a great movie which was which was a uh, uh, groundhog day and it 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 changes it up in a way that makes you want it. like the fact that they added more people to the loop makes it worth a revisit um although i am a big fan of the idea of people making just enough of a trailer for groundhog day 2 but then when you go to see it it's just groundhog day 1 again <laughs> 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 <It's hilarious. laughs>
0: uh And also shout out to J.K. Simmons in that too. He has oh my a great God, so cameo awesome. role in it, which is really good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason, what says you? What is your
2: number well, one? I'm surprised by the both of you that your number one isn't the OG time loop movie, which is Groundhog, Day. Groundhog. Couldn't do it's, it, man. I mean, like how, how there would not be a genre without this movie. All right? And Bill Murray is a national treasure. He is. You should put him in the in the the S- Smithsonian. I can't to talk today. Groundhog Day is, is a classic. It's 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 great even now watching again, you know, 30 years later. It's still funny. There's a little bit of questionable behavior. I mean, he does literally, uh, you know, <laughs> gaslight a woman for, I guess, 500 years or however long he's in the time loop. But, you know, with Bill Murray, you can't really be mad at him. You can't really think he's that much of a creep. It's a great movie. I mean, it's a classic. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece.
0: Groundhog Day. Nothing more to say. <laughs> See, I, I battle with Groundhog Day, but I feel like the three movies I chose, I would rather watch before I would watch Groundhog Day. That was my deciding factor with all my movies. Like, what, what if it came on, or if it was on TV, and I had all three of them playing, or all all of them playing, which movies would I want to sit down and watch in what order? And so that's the only reason Groundhog Day did not make mine because I would rather watch Happy Death Day, Final Final Girls, and. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, just for me, because of the, again, hard yeah. number one, sci fi number two for me. So I would rather go to a Slipknot concert than go watch, you know, the classics of
2: Brahms, but doesn't mean Brahms isn't <laughs> the superior piece of work, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just whoa, saying. Whoa, whoa. So, <laughs> hold on. This is for the same people who, when we did the zombie ones, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead wasn't there one or two, but be the one of you, if I recall. Nah, not a living dead was two for me i think i don't know somebody can go okay back okay go back, nah. <laughs> i'm gonna say because by the same logic
2: like they are the groundhog day of that genre yeah but then the koreans came and did it way better
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. when,
0: well, we'll starting when do the koreans come good. and do a time loop movie and i'm sure it's going to be a masterpiece all right <laughs> Well, starting with that, then let's introduce everybody. Welcome everybody. If you did not know, to the N Word for Nerd podcast, I am back in the saddle. You know, had a little small vacation. Um, you know, Drake was like, you know, off a of, smell smells like vacation. I don't. I came back home and I just smell like my house and was like, man, it was so much better when I could hear the ocean as I sat around and did nothing. So, but I'm back and I'm not bitter about it at all. Welcome uh, <laughs> as always. We have our co-host, Jaron. What's going on, Jaron?
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? Glad to be here.
0: Um, I did get a little heat because they were like, oh, man, y'all got to stop calling Jaren the token. And I said, well, he is the token. Like, not only just because he's yeah. the token white guy, because without you, we wouldn't get passage for some of the things that we get away with and say. So <laughs> like, you are the tokenage of our, powers, our ability to get through and get away with shit. Who's you're, a you look, be-
1: you're a good luck token. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, i Irish. Now I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Jared, doing good. We're going to go to the Duke of All Nerds, Jason, which we had a controversy briefly about which Jason is what's Jason. So we've participated to say that Jason, the Duke of All Nerds, will be Jason number A. I'm Jason. Number and a. me, myself, Corny J, will be Jason number one. Jason number one. See there. So that's how we're going to do it here. So if people ever get confused, either call him the Duke or you call him Jason number A. So. <laughs> Going forward from there, guys, we have a jam packed show. Um, that's why so I think was time loop movies because we do have uh, movies that dabble in that, so we wanted to talk about that. But starting off with that, we always want to start off with some geek and nerd news. So we have a plethora for you this week. Let's go ahead and get my notes here for you. Starting off, this is right up Jaren's alley, probably a little bit of Jason's as well. Um, they they announced that it's uh ASUS. uh, Tough Dash 515, which is basically a laptop that they are making for gamers. Uh, As Jaron has schooled me with numerous times that gamers usually do it totally on a PC because of the power of the PC. Well, I think someone is trying to challenge the power of a PC with a laptop. So the retail for it is $2,198. Jaron, giving you your thoughts as the resident gamer that I know on this. And do you think it's going to work? Will it move people from PC or... It's just a just a feeble
1: opportunity feeble attempt. Well, a couple of things. If it's a Windows-based laptop, it is a PC. It's just you know a portable version. Uh, generally, they don't get away with a full-sized graphics card in that form factor, so you're gonna sacrifice power. So will it stand up toe to toe with the best thing you can put in a full-sized tower? Absolutely not. It just won't happen. But uh, some people are willing to give that up for the portability. So it's always a question. I myself right now I'm streaming on a Windows uh, or a Surface Pro 7 that's like kitted all the way out. I spent the most money that Microsoft would let me spend on it and I have everything maxed to the the T on it. And, uh, you know, I can do basic 3D modeling on it and some 3D sculpting. Uh, and I can do video editing on it, but uh, does it compare to my desktop with a 3090 in it? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm just gonna you, you take that up with the creators and you can
0: have that battle with them. Uh, next news install in tech. We're gonna do BenQ has launched a new projector for gaming, uh, spe- especially for the PS5. It's supposed to basically revolutionize the projector's uh, ability to get. Which you see on your normal TVs out there on the projector form pretty well. Um, Jason, I don't know if you have any familiarity with gaming with the projector side of it, but from what I heard, like a lot of the transitions kind of shady. This one actually captures it a lot better. What are your thoughts on? Would you switch to projector if this works, or you you rather do it still with your normal usage? Hell no! Projectors are.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just it's you, you can get a bigger you know picture, obviously. Um, if they're saying that, you know, your frame rate will be great and, you know, the refresh rate will be good. Yeah. It's still, that's still great. But like for the amount of money you've in the projector, you can get a really good TV for almost half the cost. And mm. it's just like, it's at, at some point it gets to the point where it's too big to even be like feasible for you to play video games on. Like if you ever played like Halo on one of those big old CRT big screen TVs, it's kind of like too big to like look at all the screen at one time to to be as good as you want to be so i don't need a projector maybe if it was good for like watching movies on the lawn maybe maybe it'd be like a cool like you know uh novelty feature you can have like a a lawn video game party but nah you don't need a projector to play
1: video games on just get a tv it's fine
2: (laughs) all Uh, all right move
1: right i'll go ahead sorry someone who's actually gamed on a projector uh back like with the wii u back when you didn't really refresh rate wasn't as big of a deal um yeah it's great uh but there's a hidden cost too so you get the projector and you get a bulb uh but those bulbs when you have to replace them after a thousand hours of television they rank in at like somewhere between five and seven hundred dollars and the hmm. better the projector, the more expensive the bulb. So there's a continual cycle of money that you have to spend to maintain the cool factor of having your TV be as big as an entire wall of your you know living room. Now, I mean, it is cool. And I mean, I showed it off a lot when I had it up and running. Uh, but no, it's it's if this thing's running 4K and 120 hertz. There's still going to be some ghosting in the issue because it's projected light on a surface. It's it's difficult to mimic, like I, unless that's what they're saying they're doing, which I'd be interested to see the tech because it'd be very interesting. I mean, if someone gave me one for free, I'll definitely use it.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, you out. hear that, Ben? Hear that, yeah. Ben Q? We need a sponsorship. All <laughs> right, jumping right along, James Cameron Love Child seems like for the le- the next last million years is going to have a million sequels. But before any of those sequels drop. We're getting Avatar Frontiers of Pandora um, video game, and the trailer just recently dropped. So evidently it's supposed to follow one of the navi as they embark across the western frontier of the unexplored region of Pandora. One, I guess we start with Jason. One, th- are you interested in even playing this game? And then we'll go to Jaren and say, Jaren, <laughs> would you rather play this game than watch the, the seven-hour movie that was probably going to come out? What do you think, Jason?
2: All right. The fact that Avatar was at one point one of the, was the highest grossing movie of all time shows that this world is doomed. Avatar is terrible. It is awful. I don't give a shit about Avatar. What's, unless it has the words last airbender at the end of it. <laughs> I don't know who, I mean like I can go down the street and this movie grossed over you know a couple of billion dollars and I'd be like, hey Who's the main character? What's the main character's name in Avatar? No one could give me a, a solid answer. Yeah, what? Yeah. What was his name? I
0: don't fucking know. Does
1: I anybody know? know? No. White
0: guy, white guy wheelchair. White guy with a wheelchair, uh, yeah. Was it was it Tully or something like that? It was Sully. <laughs> Sully, there you go. I'm close
2: enough. <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing. It's Fern Gully with big blue cats. It's nothing about this is anything that I want to be a part of. It is the white savior. He gets to be the best native of that planet ever. It's fucking retarded. I'm sorry for using that word. But like that's what it properties?
0: is. I can't I can't get behind this. I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> All right, Jaron, rather have this or the sequels?
1: <clears throat> um, I don't know. Uh there's there's a couple things. I know it's a dated reference because there have been decent video games based on movie properties, but uh back in the, I come from a place back in the day where Uh, video games that had movie tie-ins often spent their entire budget on the tie-in itself. And then they put together some crap video game that roughly resembled the world and hoped that the name itself would sell it all. Um, I know that's been different now. If If they approach it like they did with the Matrix video game, where they basically told a tertiary story that folded back into the movie... I don't know. I'd be kind of down for it. But again, it would be the quality of the studio and the quality of the game. Um, I'm not as hard on Space Pocahontas as Jason is. Um, Yeah, it's definitely got its problems. But I'm hoping that with five movies, they're going to get away from Ferngully. I mean, I hope there's an original idea in there somewhere. If not, it'd be fucking hilarious if they just ripped off other popular movies for the next five (laughs) movies, but with a blue cat involved. (laughs) I was all going right. to say
2: something really, really uh, egregious about why you're not as big on hating the Space Pocahontas, but I'm going to leave that one to myself. Go, go on.
0: <laughs> space, space, it has to do with this tokenism. So we're going on. <laughs> yeah. um, colonize so is going to have, colonize. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we okay. have one ring that okay. rules them all and one, one more attempt for us to forget how terrible The Hobbit was. So we're going to get a, basically, another cartoon version Set in Middle Earth, uh, from the Lord of the Rings, Aryan franchise, there, but it's going to be anime style. It's going to be War of the Rohrim, Ra- and Rohirrim. I guess it's going to, yeah, Rohirrim. Excuse me, it's going Rohirrim. to take place at um, a past battle that took place at Helm's Deep. So, Jason, are you here for that,
2: dude? They they just struck the 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 bell in the head, man. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, one of the best thing about Lord of the Rings is the Riders of Rohan, and they got a show entirely based on that. I am 100% in. I am going to i don't even like anime. I'm going to sit down and be all about this show. All right? <laughs> Riders of the are like, they're badasses. They're badass horse lords. Yes, I'm in.
0: I, I'm right there with you. I, I think that was the best news I got because, again, uh, we can't let The Hobbit be the last thing we ever get for Lord of the Rings. Also, it's supposed to be a live-action series coming soon, but we'll save that for another segment for news. All right, a recent trailer for... What's up? No, it's Dothra? it's the second I don't English, know but... them.
1: Are they are are they the Dothraki then? Is that what's going on? No, they're Dothraki? like Viking people-ish. Right, right. Boards. Dothraki.
2: All right.
0: It's so, different. <laughs> trailer for Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation just came out. Uh the show we, I think we talked about it two weeks ago on Geek News is going to be for uh Netflix and all that. Um Jaren, were you excited from what the trailer showed you? Has it <laughs> upped your level of wanting to see this now?
1: Mildly, mildly. Um, <laughs> wow. all 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 those all it reminded me how stupid all those stupid characters are. Um, <laughs> the stupid cat, when he's not he man is a fucking frady cat. Uh, the stupid Orco thing. Is still just a piece of shit with no fucking legs. That's probably going to be the most annoying fucking character in the world. They made the voice of the Batman a f- merman. The fuck? What's about what about that guy that takes his hands off and beats people to death with it? I, I, it's a dumb fucking show. It's a dumb fucking premise. Dumb fucking character design. They all they did was put more clothes on the women and and keep the the guys exactly the same. They did take his like little German like cross off of his chest and replaced it with an H, but. I mean, it, it, the animation looks great and Mark Hamill's there so I'll probably watch it but <laughs> <laughs> Alright, going
0: to our next topic on here, we actually, on our own group thread, had a discussion about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, now the C, a CG animated cartoon is coming in 2023 and it's being helmed by Seth Rogen Jason, Duke of Nerds are you excited for this or what's your vibe on this? Look, as long as Michael Bay stays far far away,
2: <laughs> this will be great. <laughs> I I we, I I nearly I nearly quit the show when you said that uh <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was the best one. And I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, I I no. Look, Seth Rogen is really good at adapting things. He's done he's got a great track record. He's a serious-minded uh professional who also smokes a lot of weed. He is going to put as much energy and effort to this as he's done his his other work, and it will probably be pretty good. I mean, it's not hard to make uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles good. Unfortunately, uh, Michael Bay has brain issues, and he can't do it, but
0: (laughs) Seth Rogen does not, so he's going to make this good. Look, Out of the Shadows, still number one. No. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Seahawk has announced their uh, Titana. And it's gonna be Jamila Jamil. Did I say that correct, Jason? For the check? Probably. I don't know. Oh, okay. She is <laughs> yeah, she said that In- correctly. Yes, yes. She is the Indian lady from uh, a good place. place. Yes, which is a great, fabulous show. If someone has not watched it, please go out and watch that. Binge that immediately. Anyway, uh, I think it's a good choice. Jaron, what are your thoughts on that? Oh,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 just excited to see what they do with the franchise. It's this is this is going to be difficult, I think, for them to pull off well. And so I'm I'm just waiting with bated breath. So far they haven't made a misstep with casting. So I'm 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 on board. All right. So I think right there that
0: ends our section on the news. All right, we're gonna jump into the hottest topic going on. And I know we couldn't wait to get here, but we're finally here. Disney Plus has dropped the first episode of Loki. And, and I just want to take a, a quote from the immortal Puff Daddy when he says he can't stop. We won't stop. Yes, it is Marvel Disney for life at this point, man. Like, so before I jump into my my pros and cons, I'm going to give it away here to Jaron. I'll let Jaron start this off. Uh, what does he think about Loki? And just give us everything you got.
1: All right. Uh, first of all. Uh, it's bad Loki from right after like, he just just stopped trying to take over New York um <laughs> he from as soon as he gets dumped into the desert when he immediately gets on a rock that's just slightly above everybody else just so he can be you know standing above the le- the little people um the time variance authority I love if I was a better artist, I can tell you right now, and I know someone will steal this idea if they have it already. I would draw all of my favorite time travelers in the TVA uh, <laughs> jumpsuits. we are talking doc, we're talking Marty, all of the Doctor Who's all in these suits, <laughs> handcuffs and a neck thing, you know, like shit. <laughs> like uh the concept is great, the design of it's great. Owen Wilson, uh, you know, I was I wasn't no I wasn't sure what to expect from Owen Wilson. I mean, he's he's playing it in his lane, I guess. So he's doing he's doing a wonderful job. The chick from uh, Lovecraft Country is a stone cold hard ass, and I fucking love it. Um, there are things in the background of the TVA that let you know that there is some ominous bullshit going on behind the. There was like one poster that stood out to me where it's just a guy and he's got his eyes all crazy and he goes, "We're always watching TVA." I'm like, shit, like that really? You know, like they're they're not good people, and it's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Um Also, and I know the internet is abuzz with this, and I rewatched it like three or four times. Did Peggy Carter get ported in in that scene? Because it kind of... Uh, looks like her. Kinda, <laughs> it definitely looks like her. <laughs> um Let me just say also uh, a big, big thumbs up to Hiddleston. He, he is playing... You can tell he's having a good time with it. He loves the character. He is um he's playing petulant child almost to to for for a laugh when he needs to but when he sees his mom die and that he at at the hands of himself and then he sees his own death like there's an emotional wave that hits him that is very real and true and i absolutely loved it um yeah no i i i am so excited uh for wednesday i can't wait to see where this goes i'm 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 here i'm here for it and then so
0: all right, Duke, what you got? Oh, I,
2: I'm definitely down with this show. Uh, Loki is, Tom Hiddleston is just playing so, like, he's enjoying himself. You can tell in almost every scene he's having so much fun. It seems like pretty much everybody is, like, really about this, this piece of work. Um, one of the, my, I guess the one, the one detractor that I have to the show is that we kind of have Loki's turn from bad guy to good guy even though it was well done and well concocted, it's kind of a little sudden for me. Um, I want him to be still like a megalomanian asshole for at least a couple of episodes before he's like, yeah, I'll help. You know, I feel like even though like they did show like pretty much caught him up on the the MCU timeline, we had, you know, what, four movies before Loki, you know, really turned on over a new leaf. So that's a lot of of emotional background to, to cover within an hour
1: <laughs> you know not even an hour it was like <laughs> Do 3 really minutes f- of the show <laughs> you don't you don't think he's just telling them what they want to hear so he can get the fuck out of there well
2: i think they're telling him what they want he wants to hear so he can help mm-hmm. them i definitely feel like the tva is not the uh, benevolent overlord that they yeah. they they are making out to be i definitely feel like you know there is something you know more to this other than oh we're just trying to keep the timeline pure well what does it matter if the timeline is yeah. pure or not or whatever that sounds sounds a little hitlerish to me so yeah. sacred but, sacred yeah <laughs> it's like owen wilson is my favorite wilson brother he's he's uh he's great you know every everybody even uh freaking um pillboy from from the yeah. good place showed up yep yep <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and when he shows the open the door and there's all these affinity stones and it's like oh yeah we just use these a paperweight some of the guys
1: you, <laughs> you say just, boy you say pillboy, I'm sitting there going, Rutherford. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's great. Everybody in it is just acting off to a T. I am here for it. I hope that it continues on this, this trajectory. So I'm 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 set for Wednesday night now. Don't call me because I'm not gonna answer.
0: Yeah, so my my wife, we watched the first episode. And she goes, oh, shit, does this mean we got to get up at 6 a.m. every Wednesday and watch this? I said, you know what it is. So going to my pros, <laughs> my pros is like you guys already hit, man. Tom Hiddleston falls back into being Loki almost seamlessly. And why I give it more respect is because the last few incarnations that he's played of this character was on the other side. It wasn't the, the Avengers guy anymore. He had grown a lot more from this. So to be able to walk back your character, Get in those shoes and almost and it felt the same. It didn't feel like, oh, he's trying to act like it felt like he was that Loki, no difference on there. Um, one of the things that you didn't that you pointed out, Jason, that I liked a lot was the the whole explaining of this universe and the the I guess the babyface turn for Loki all in 45 minutes. And it was all believable. That is a very, 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 as you being writer and both of you guys being writers, that is a very, 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 very tough thing to do to make it believable, that we can believe that someone could go that route. And I think the biggest thing that made it believable is that we saw Loki go from, oh, obviously they must have done tra- time travel to stop my sin to being king. He just knew in his mind that that time traveling as the Avengers was to stop him, to find out that there was a bigger threat than him that eliminated him with one hand, with with ease. This has to be a humbling experience for you when you have been touted yourself as this great God and this great uh, revolutionary and freer of man to be humbled by seeing yourself basically get choked out by someone. And you weren't even like you weren't even a, you were you were never a threat at all. <laughs> so and that's why I think I sold for me the, the baby face turner, because he realized, like, oh, shit. This, look, this is different. Like the test wrecks don't mean shit me doing all this don't mean shit. This dude took me out when I was playing the game, and now I'm sitting here at this organization, and they're telling me that everything I fought for and worked hard to achieve really is just some fucking paper rates around people's offices. Like, fuck out of here. Like, was it was stupid. very humbling. So, yeah, I think that one... Um, D.B. Cooper. Great. Shout out to Marvel. Shout oh, out oh, to oh, Marvel. Oh, just... You didn't I even like, add that in there, and it just I works. Like you didn't that add scene. it. Yeah. but it didn't mean
2: anything. It was just like, yeah. oh, I did that as a bet.
0: <laughs> yeah. It literally was useless. As I said, kudos to Marvel because that literally, you put that in there, like you said, it it, you, that, it could have been left on a cutting room floor, but you put that in there, one, for historians, but then two, you put that in there because that was supposed to be like the point of you know Owens Wilson's character to say, look, you don't even do mischievous stuff unless you're basically being told by someone else to do it. You're not the god of mischief. You don't do anything mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very good, poignant point to put in there. they like, yeah, when he says, oh, that was a bet. Yes, because you don't do anything mischievous unless you're basically being told to do it. So I thought that was great. And then let's call it what it is. Multiverse is activated now. We... We don't have to speculate about it. We don't got to guess about it anymore. It's been confirmed. We know it's out there. We know it's real. Now we're just wondering how we're going to get all the other characters that we love in Marvel into those universes. So X-Men, Fantastic Four, uh, Miles Morales, how are you going to bring them in? I don't care, but I'm all here for it because you can make a any excuse now at this point. The only cons I had was that it was only one episode released this week, and I can't wait for the second one. And with this episode being so strong, Marvel has had a bad habit of not sticking the landing. So it gives me fear that these episodes will keep getting better and better, and then the last two episodes, last episode, I'm gonna feel some kind of like ugh. But that's just me being pessimistic from what we've seen from the other two that have been out. So, and
2: also the executive producer of the show also let drop that there's going to be a surprise cameo in this season as well, which you know from La- from Wandavision was a big letdown that the surprise cameo was just Paul <laughs> Bettany playing himself again.
1: So right, hopefully right,
2: right. they don't get too big on the hype machine to build it up. Like, I mean, for me, I definitely built up WandaVision to have all these revelations are going to happen in the last episode where really nothing right. really, you know, world building breaking happened. So hopefully it won't be built up to such a height that no matter what they give us, it's going to let us down. So let's, let's temper our
1: expectations, I guess, a
2: little bit.
0: Okay. Well then let's go with this real quick then. One,
2: and, one thing.
1: And, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Miss minutes. Phenomenal animation, very stylized. Love the mm-hmm. whole love the whole animated walkthrough of what a variant is and how it works. I think that's a great way to tell stories that are very, very convoluted on their surface. And if you're not a big like time travel person and stuff, this gives you really good visual representation. Did anybody else notice that when she was talking about the multiversal wars, they used the word madness? Like, they mm-hmm. like, right next to each other. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. They oh, were that. definitely heading to something. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And also, For it's sure. a really
2: good way to do exposition, which we'll get into later. But like, it was a really, good, it was basically an exposition dump, but yep. done in a very entertaining and meaningful way. And it, and that's really cool to see that you know they didn't just put text in the screen to tell you what was happening. You know, they yeah. did it in a fun way, which is really really cool.
1: Also, well, I, love, I, saw- I love that Loki tried to throw the Avengers under the bus. He's like, "Motherfucker, listen, I time to have a little bit. <laughs> These motherfuckers over here, y'all need to be the Avengers." <laughs> And then they're well, like, oh, no, the Avengers are fine. They ain't meant to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to get to of it. I'm like, what is you guys' favorite favorite part of the episode? And then what is the, what is your, I guess, quote, unquote, not so much of the episode? If you had to pick one thing that you were like, that you popped for, to use my wrestling terms, that you popped for when you were watching, like, oh, my God, what was that moment
1: for you? Jaren, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh... <laughs> Least favorite. Uh, I really didn't have like a, I I was there for everything in the episode. Um, I did like, I really like, if I just have to go off the cuff, uh, Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson's delivery when he's using that time Turner device (laughs) and he, (laughs) he broke the chair and then he was like, well, now it doesn't have the same impact, but then he reverses him back. He's like, oh, it, it reverses you, but it it doesn't just the furniture. And then he, right. he falls down like three more times. And I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed that super dry delivery because he's on his ass. And he's like, you know, he's the god of mischief. He's having a fucking day. And now he's falling on his ass. <laughs> right. Brounce right. back. I thought that was pretty funny. Well, my least favorite
2: moment, I guess, would be um, how easily Owen Wilson let him let Loki manipulate him to get away. Like mm-hmm. you should know that like he was gonna pit pocket your your time tuner thing, you know. You you seem like you're already a few steps ahead of him as it is, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do for Loki. So I felt like that was a little bit like contrived that he was like, Oh, he got this away from me. I guess my favorite scene, even though I said I didn't like how his, his baby face turn was so uh sudden, I wouldn't say sudden, but so uh soon mm-hmm. was when Owen Wilson was like, Why do you why do you hurt people? And it's like i don't like hurting people it's just this is how weak people show that they're not weak or whatever whatever you said it was just so well done and well acted like yeah. i felt i felt that i was like that's that's like literally like anybody that is out there doing heinous things to people are doing it because they are weak on the inside and they have to prove to others that they're strong when they're not and that's like that really 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 hit me in the
0: in the in the feels absolutely uh i would say my biggest pop moment for this which is stupid and irrational but i mean the calling for the knives just what he's trying to like. What is he doing? Oh, he's trying to use his powers like that. That made me just pop like the whole like because even to me the mannerism that the shorty that like hold on just a minute like it just everything went into that. I was just like I laughed and I popped so hard. I'm like that is a
1: perfect moment for Loki. um He committed. My least Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like I'm, I'm actually, if there been visual effects that would have looked dope as fuck, but he right. nothing and it looked silly as shit. Right, right. Or, or the close second is the.
0: Am, am I an Android? Am I a robot? <laughs> yes. I used to watch. I used to watch Ages of the Shield. So the, the life model decoy. Some like, I mean, people don't, don't even. Yeah, they don't even know they're a robot. when he's like, "Is that does that happen quite a lot?" Yeah. Like, and, uh, I did pop on that too to be like, "Okay, I, I know." I'll I'm, just I'm mold sure you from the inside
1: if you're a robot. It's fine. <laughs> right? I like they, they got his temporal fingerprint or thumbprint or whatever off. Of that. Right. So I was like, all right. Yeah.
0: Um. And I would say my least favorite of all of it was the. And, and I think she's a great actress, or whatever. But I just felt I, I felt the cliche, no nonsense type of cop thing was like, okay, we get she she's the black chick with the attitude. That's what we're giving her. <laughs> that, that's the role they're gonna give her. That oh, why are you working with this variant? Oh, what? Like yeah, all right, we got it. We got it. We got it. But I think there's going to be a lot of comedy that's going to come out of that in the future. But for the first episode, I was just like, "All right, go ahead and give me this." I already know what you're going to feed me on this one. So, but um,
1: they also gave they they chose an actress. I didn't mean to talk over you. Apologies, but they chose an actress who I, I know we've all seen what she's done. She has incredible range. So the idea that that there's a turn with that character might I I, I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, if she ends up begrudgingly helping loki at some point i i could see that happening too maybe not but i mean they they they, they chose somebody that knows how to act so it is right. it, to to make her a two-dimensional character throughout the series would be an injustice i think and i don't think that marvel's up for that so we'll see I how don't that. Know. they do like to you know
2: marginalize characters
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> have to yeah, a- get him up out of
2: there. <laughs> I mean, luckily, it's not a Star Wars show. Otherwise, we be like, how come Finn don't got a storyline?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how Rose just get rolled out on one whole episode. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they just wrote her focus. completely off. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like, uh, I get the fuck
0: out of here, Rose. Uh, Box yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to... Hey, hold on. Before I move on, any closing thoughts on Loki? Anybody wants to share or we can move on? Any- yeah, um, oh, yeah. Go,
2: go ahead. I'm just saying, yeah, this is gonna be, you know,
1: 10 weeks of hopefully 10 weeks of of good TV. So I'm here. I'm good. It's good. It's great. Let's go. Very interesting. Uh seeing all the infinity stones in duplicated fashion in a drawer is Marvel, literally letting the audience know it's like, man, we done with that shit. There's something much more powerful on the horizon. I, Buckle up yes. kids. You're in for a ride, and I'm like the <laughs> conqueror.
0: <laughs> well, and I agree with you. And like I saw people were like, Oh, that just like diminishes or marginalizes the first couple of phases. And I'm like, no, this is yeah. just showing you that like, those first couple of phases ain't got shit on what we're about to give you next. Like, that's what I felt. And that's also, what also. Yeah, and plus they always you undermined know, what they did before. <laughs> because we are this kind of show, we gotta do, I gotta ask better exposition dump. This one for the uh, the TSA. Definitely Hollows or Hellboy Two for the Army.
1: I, have, I love for Hellboy Two. So Hellboy, that's
0: my mine is yeah. Hellboy Two as well. So I'm gonna go Hellboy Two on that one as well.
2: What that. about yeah. you,
0: Jason? Yeah. It's
2: Gilmore de I mean, like he can do an exposition dope, and I'll be like, Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You needed to do it because you because like he needed. To, I mean, if he puts it in there, it's because it's necessary. So right. yeah, I'm Hellboy
1: Two. I mean, even though this one was really good, <laughs> it was great, and and the animation style was great. Yeah, uh, it, it the style of animation, the way they they approached it, fit that kind of '80s, '70s motif that they had going on in the whole. Like it, it felt like the video you would see waiting in line at that particular place. It, they did a right. great um, blending that animated live action. Like I absolutely, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll stand for this show all day long. So.
0: Also, I mean, since we all have such a huge love for Del Toro and all that, is Hellboy 2 the most underrated superhero movie of all time? My only Am I the only one that feels that way? I don't know. I'm, for me, uh, it's in my I, top five of all time, and I think nobody talks about how good that movie is. I mean, I think
2: Blank Man is the most underrated superhero <laughs> movie of all time. But...
0: Is he technically super because he doesn't have any superpowers? <laughs> He's super because he wears a super suit. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. And a black man getting that off—that's tough too. But uh, okay, so we have one vote for Blake Man. His robot companion was the best. J five, J five, J five. hold on, Time out. We can't go Blake Man. This Joker got an erection and didn't know what it was, man. Yeah, <laughs> we can't do. We can't do underrated Blake. This man. All right, how about me here, man? Then. Ooh, oh, yes, I love video man. What, what, what? Oh, okay, all
2: right, Jason? I'm sorry, but we got to give it. To Jared. He is He's postman out of
0: fit for the show, <laughs> okay, Jaren. For next week, Fuckin we are me. going to give you your time to tell us why video man sucks because you gave this thumbs down. When people were are listening, he gave thumbs down. Oh, I gotta watch. God, go to you were ruining my childhood here. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, what's your I mean, it underrated superhero kind of movie? More of it, but. <laughs> That's not even the same cat. You know what? Jared? What's your superhero movie of all time? <laughs> so we got Hellboy Ooh, two, and we yeah. have I mean, Meteor Man.
1: I still remember that scene in Hellboy when they cut that that huge monster, and he bleeds like grass. Like yeah. that visual effects artist. Sits in my brain all the time. It was beautiful. Like yeah, that's I, Hellboy
0: 2. Hellboy yeah. 2, baby.
2: And then when you also realize that was like the last of its kind as well, and Hellboy yep. had to kill it. Oh my god. Yep. That was yeah. no, yeah. That was definitely a great part of that
0: movie. Yeah. Again, most underrated superhero movie of all time. I'll stand by it. Um, let's go ahead and I had to go do something light because what we're about to do now is what we call um creative destruction. So sometimes during this show, we're gonna have moments where all three of us are united and we put our powers together. And instead of Captain Planet coming out, it's gonna be um I like we gotta come up a good character hater name, but it's gonna to have to happen here. So Paramount Plus debuted infinite, a um movie starring Mark Wahlberg as the main lead here. Uh yeah, Mark, uh what was it Marky Mark or whatever he was? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? I'm just going to go hand this over to Jason because usually when we have a fiery descent, it's always even make him go first or last. So let's <laughs> let you go first, Jason. And let, go ahead. Tell us your thoughts on Infinite.
1: You got notes. We got notes. Yeah,
0: I got
2: notes. <laughs> all right. So first and foremost, when I was watching this movie, I think it was Wednesday night. I sent y'all a text message at like 11 p.m. that said, why <laughs> y'all make me watch this movie?
0: <laughs> Hold this on, before movie, we crack by. Jaren made you watch this movie because I didn't even know it <laughs> yeah. was coming out. Jaren made you watch this movie, <laughs> so there's another. You got two strikes today, Jaren. <laughs> this movie is fucking
2: dumb, all right? It is fucking dumb. Right, second and midmost, I've been promised that someone I would say that. Uh, first off, the exhibition at the beginning, this voiceover narration, uh, of what's going on, which. In pretty much any other lackluster movie, is just pretty much rote. It's it's automatic almost. The thing is with this exposition is that not ten minutes later in the movie, a character says this exposition that was you know voiced over in the beginning of the movie word for word, and it's mm-hmm. like why would you put the exposition in if another character is just going to say it? And that means two things: either you think the audience is stupid, or you're lazy. And I think it's both. And it's like, to me, it was like, they might as well just walked in my house and slapped me in my face and called me a moron with that, with that piece of with that piece. Of and then we get to the movie itself. Like, it's like this movie was written by a screenwriter who was really good at the craft of screenwriting, but was still in college. All right? There are a lot of really cool ideas. The premise is actually a pretty cool premise about people being reincarnated and carrying on this you know, endless war with people who don't want to be reincarnated anymore and they're remembering their past lives. That's a really cool idea. It's just that all the other ideas in this movie don't really <laughs> mesh well with the core idea. It's just like they just kept thinking of cool things to do without making any reasons for why the cool things are there. And it's just like... You have to have some connective tissue between each idea to make it worthwhile watching, you know? You have to Okay, and then so all right, let's get some nickpicky shit right here, okay? We have Marky Mark as the main character. He is supposed to be this downless luck reincarnation of this super badass guy. He can't get a job, and he has to take pills in order to uh tamp down his his he thinks he's a schizophrenic. This motherfucker can make Hanzo Heriote's Katana swords. All right? <laughs> you have a gold mine right there. Why are you broke? People will pay thousands of dollars for that sword. Is a market for that. Like <laughs> That is a thing that people do. People make money off of that. Why are you broke? Are you just incapable and then he goes to the drug dealers to get his drugs and apparently the screenwriter has never met any drug dealers because all and, and this is always in movies where the drug dealers are just unnecessarily cruel for some reason like right. they're drug dealers they want you to come back and buy more drugs they're not just like I have never met a mean drug dealer in my life All right? Like, right. they've always been <laughs> super nice <laughs> and then like this movie just keeps going um the freaking transformation car they use it once and never explain why it can transform. Why does not need to switch its serial from one side to another? Other for the fact that, you know, you didn't want to do any other thing other than have him drive. Um, the Oh, this is this is the uh, computer chip bullet thing. All right. So in this, there's a scene where Marky Mark gets to the uh, headquarters of the good guy, Immortal People. And he's talking to the weaponsmith. And the weaponsmith is like, oh, I'm trying to reverse engineer the bad guy's gun. And he's like, oh, what does it do? And it's like, it downloads people's souls. It's like, oh, so they can't re- be reincarnated. And like, that was the, the most logical, you know, conclusion to that. It's like, how? Why? What? None of this. It, and like, and the bad guy's main perk goal is that he doesn't want to be reincarnated again. He has a gun. Stop that. Thank you. you. Just shoot yourself <laughs> in the head. We don't have a movie. Thank you. Yeah. Like <laughs> third and back most like these immortals are idiots. They're they're yes. morons. For, like, yeah, uh, all these indigenous people because all the flashbacks are like of Asian people or, or uh, Native American people. They all end up turn out to be white people at the end of the day. Pretty except cool. for one character who is the the quote the stereotypical Asian sword master. Um, they don't even protect their base, which they know the bad guy knows it's where it is because it used to be a part of them. And so they they just roll up in there and just kill everybody like like it wasn't even like hard. It's it's and then oh and then the fucking the thing, the bomb thing that they're looking for the whole premise of this this thing is just is just stupid that it will kill everything on the world so that no one can be reincarnated because everything's dead. And they make it in the beginning of the movie, make it thing like, oh all he needs to do is get it and then it's over. But by the end of the movie, he needs to put in a bomb and he needs to fly it to fucking London or some shit, so we can have this drawn out things. Like, why can't <laughs> he just press the button to be done with it, dude? If you're so like, <laughs> there are so many parts of this movie that have just giant leaps yeah. in logic and gaps in just storytelling. Like, it's 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 more offensive to me to make a lazy movie than make a bad movie. This movie is just lazy, <clears throat> and it's just like. Yeah, why don't y'all make me watch this
0: movie, man? I, I, I have nightmares about <laughs> this shit,
2: man.
0: <laughs> well, Jaron, any points that uh, Jason has left off that you would like to, yeah, to speak on?
1: It. All right, I got tons. I got tons. Fuck okay, it. all right. <laughs> um, Edge for is one of my favorite bad guys. He was brilliant in Serenity, and I think that he at least made this watchable in this yes. movie. He was good, He's always good. Um. <sighs> So the armored Aston Martin was kind of dope. I enjoyed that part. (laughs) I watched the movie, right? So my note is armored Aston Martin, James Bond level kind of dope. And then we get to this discount danger room in their fucking hideout. Uh, Did it just need to warm the fuck up? I mean, it starts with a tragic hologram. And then all of a sudden he's in a big fucking park surrounded. I'm like, what the fuck was going on with that? The, The technology doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, then that little bird disappears, like bye, bird. And then the little boy gets blown up by little boy, you know, by Spider-Man, like everything just fucking turns to dust. Um, I love the wheelchair lady. Uh, she was phenomenal. Um, she straight up tells him I'm not crippled. You're fucking crippled. I love that. <laughs> shit. Um, I wrote at this point, I hope they explain why he doesn't just build another fucking egg because he built the first egg. Oh, well, they killed all the scientists in the eighties. Which <laughs> also another thing
2: he built in Mexico first- City. He's driving a Lamborghini that was built in 1981, and we're yeah. supposed to believe that Mark Wahlberg is less than 30 years old. That dude is like 55,
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. And then I was like, "Fuck plot hole!" Uh, Blathers uh, or Burkhart wants to die. Creates an egg to kill everyone. Also makes a bullet that stops the reincarnation process, but doesn't shoot himself. Um, moron. Uh, it's, I did, I did take a note. I was like, well, it's clear that I would have been the artisan if I had this gift, except minus the whole dead people cutting up thing. But I would have like created a whole fucking like scenario with a bunch of attractive women and a lot of booze and just used lives and lives and lives to build up on that. I thought he was a fun character. Um, the holographic drone interface that my boy has, sexy as fuck. I thought that was so dumb. <laughs>
2: what? it's so dumb. That like- was good. What about this makes you guys need that? I mean, like yeah. <laughs> I mean
0: <they> <laughs> a whole <laughs> army. <laughs>
1: didn't yeah. draw. Same thing with the 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 steering wheel thing. It's somebody had a cool idea and they just all they didn't give a a, a thread. They just dumped it into this movie. Yeah, joinedly. Didn't give a rat's ass if it made sense or not. Just like, here it is. This looks cool. We got a budget. <laughs> also, let, let let's have a real conversation. Um, twice, not once twice in this movie there is a helicopter sneak attack. Where the how the fuck do you sneak up on people in a motherfucking helicopter? Twice, twice this guy is like all of a sudden there's like nothing. And then he's like two feet away in the air like, whoa, just over the ridge. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck? And, and Marky Mark clearly one of his past lives was Max Payne, because at some point he remembers how to dodge bullets in bullet time, which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, the movie blows, uh, don't waste your time on it. It's, uh, it's, it's a disjointed mess that, uh, has so many plot holes in it. It's fucking Swiss cheese. It's garbage.
0: Yeah. I mean, my first initial note is I could give you an infinite amount of reasons why you should not watch this movie, but it has a great concept, just terrible, terribly executed. So, since I always want to start with some love, and I think the love is stuff that you guys have already mentioned. Like, first thing I want to mention is that, yes, Okafori, I felt the same thing. You reminded me of uh, Serenity, just a little bit more unhinged. Mm-hmm. I was here for it. I was like, okay, the action scenes are pretty good. Like, I, I wouldn't go back to them as that then I would say, oh, go check it out for this. But they did put together some good action scenes that I thought were very kinetic and worked very well. Sad part is the best action scenes were with the characters we saw the least amount of, yeah, on that little tower thing with the swords and a gun. So, anyway, all right, whatever. So, let's go to the hate because it's a lot, but most <laughs> of the stuff you guys kind of covered. So, I'm just going to start off with the things you didn't cover. Uh, the main female lead, Sophie Cookson, because uh, I looked up her name because she was that bad. She's a terrible actress, she must have had to do better in something else. Because what I saw on this, I never want to see her name anywhere so near bland. Yeah, so bland, yeah, it was. God awful. Uh Mark Warburn is completely miscast for this because you're correct. If he got di- if he died in that thing and he got reincarnated, this so we're supposed to believe it's 50 years later because he don't yeah. look, they didn't even try to make him look like a 20-year-old. And if that was yeah. the goal, why don't you just hire a fucking 25-year-old in Hollywood that can do the moves? Like yeah. it, it ain't hard. Like y- you don't need Mark Warburne to sell this movie. The concept of selling this movie. Nobody was like, Oh yeah. shit, Mark Wahlberg in it. Oh, I gotta watch this. Nobody ever said that, unless you in it. <laughs> And even then, they're probably out on it because they said them transforming shits and sold their money. So get out of here, Mark Wahlberg. That was terrible. Um, And the last thing again gives you guys already hit on the story and all that. Um For some reason, I feel like this is going to have a cult following. I think we're going to be up here four years later talking about how a massive lot of kids in this 18-year-old age now are going to be four years later and five years later talking about how awesome Infinite is. And we're going to look at them like, are you fucking kidding me? Did we see the same movie? Because it has all the elements. Well, (laughs) well, because it has all the elements of the sci-fi genre that are cool as fuck. Like you said, Jason, it is a cool as fuck concept. It's a cool as fuck world you can build around. They just sucked at everything else. But for some reason, I feel like nerdy college kids are going to sit around and watch this fucking movie and go, because of the action scenes and the cool concept, they're going to forget about all the stupid shit that we just laid out. And it's going to have a cult following. And I hate that because it's terrible. And I said, the story, you know what the story should have been? The story should have been this guy who's reincarnated, who's probably a little schizophrenic. We spend the whole time figuring out if he is the real true guy. And they basically should be chasing him both sides so that we got to see the, the quote unquote, the nihilist side of point of view to see why they believe what they're saying is right. And we should have had him on the other side for some time to see why they think they're right. And then the whole movie should have been based off of that, them trying to win him over. And then that movie would have worked great. And then if you want to do a sequel, you could do all the stupid shit you just did in this one for the sequel after you get everybody there. But no, I don't know if the Nautilus are wrong or right either, because only guy we got was the dude that would have destroy everything, but he really well, just hated reincarnation. <laughs> so what the fuck? And the it's- reason it's- why he wanted to
2: stop his 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 you know reincarnation is because unlike everybody else, he gets all his memories back when he's up. You know, he and that yeah, yeah, is
1: yeah. like.
2: That's a really good reason not to want it. Because if you're a baby with the knowledge of a grown-ass man, not even a baby, if you're still a zygote with all the knowledge of a grown-ass <laughs> man, that has to be torture. And you have to start off every single life like that. That is a that is a great reason not to
0: want to do this. And, but right. it's just but it never, but it it not never gonna, gave us a reason why the other nihilists feel the way yeah, they feel about the exactly.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get any followers saying, I just want to 86 everything. Like, yeah, I'm signing up for that. No one's signed up for
0: that. Yeah, they should have had him when they had him in the interrogation room. That should have been his beginning journey. Should have been walking with the Nihilists. And him showing them ropes of being immortal and being reincarnated and showing why this sucks. And we could have got at least 20 good minutes out of that with them acting and doing this and then having the good guys come in feeling like the villains trying to destroy things because they made some good reason why the nihilist may be right. And then you could have flipped it. That way, at least we could have streamlined a lot of this shit, and we could have got all the world building out of the way, and we could have actually felt like we knew where we stood. I left the movie just thinking, why don't you just shoot yourself in the head? And two, I still don't know why you want to destroy all of humanity. I don't get why you want to destroy everything. It makes no yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: he's convinced. Long to long re- coordinate.
0: We re- coordinate man. man. <laughs> so, I'm guessing we're going to all agree that none, nobody should ever watch this movie again, and and just put it in that pile of just bullshit that came out this summer. Oh.
2: I want to die so I can reincarnate to a to a body that did not remember watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have the memories. Yeah. I would have, well, if I if if, if it's actual reincarnation, I wouldn't have the memories. So therefore, I'll be good. All right? It would have come back. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah. If that's the one thing that comes back, I'm, I'm on the nihilist side then. <laughs> <laughs> also, like. like well, Mm -hmm. There's some other nitpicky stuff to me like um, katana swords aren't magical. They can't just slice through airplanes. I don't care how belt you're the the best swordsmith who built katanas is just as good as the best swordsmith who built long swords who were built equals. There's no magical properties to katana that is better than, you know, katanas are good at, at doing katana shit, but they're not good at doing other sword shit. It's like they need to stop fetishizing Asian culture. I'm sorry, it's it's not magic. All right, you can't stab a katana through an airplane and still hold on and facts. and not die. Facts, facts.
0: It's all right, so let's much switch on shit like that. Let's switch on to a movie that had a better katana fight. We're going to talk about the infamous movie that Hulu has on it. I think maybe about seven people watched being Jason being included, <laughs> boss level. And that goes with our theme of the day about time loops and reincarnation. It is a time loop movie set where a gentleman's trying to figure out why someone has been set as descending sending hitmen and assassins to kill him. So we'll go ahead and start with you, Jaren, because Jaren, you just, you watched it for the first time today, didn't you? Uh, not today. Okay. Oh, okay, good. So what are your thoughts about boss level?
1: First of all, love the movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. Actually, me and Alex are going to watch it again when this is over tonight because he's got a couple hours that he can spend. Um, couple notes. It took uh, Frank Grillo entirely too long to remember some really key shit that happened, like, the day before all this shit started. Like, like he stayed in that loop for a long time before he thought hard about anything. Um, like, anything. Uh uh, it's it's funny. I love I lo- like I love the casting. The two German twin assassins are black. I love it. <laughs> absolutely yeah, love great, it. great. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's just it's not what you expect in any movie. You're like, oh, two German assassins. It's gonna be Hans and Franz, and they you know what I'm <laughs> saying, blonde and blue-eyed yeah. hair. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, uh, uh, the action is phenomenal. Um, there is a lot of heart that they deliver in this movie and it's well-earned and well-deserved uh I was a huge huge fan of the sun angle and how that whole thing started again maybe maybe a couple months too late in his fucking you know thing but <laughs> but i'm glad he got there in the end you know not the quickest guy but uh but he got it um i love when he gets hitler's gun and he shoots the chick with it and he's like it's for the jews I love that <laughs> love that what a random fucking thing but i just fucking loved it um and uh Quan yin's hair blowing in the wind every time she says her name uh been Yin and i have done this <laughs> phenomenal as well as that is a great sword fight like that yes. is a phenomenal sword fight also catching getting his knowledge from uh uh, that chick, uh, the captain of the uh, the starship uh, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, the action was on point. The cast of characters was fun, um, and honestly, as Crossbones, you don't really see an incredibly likable Frank Grillo, and he, like, he won me over in this. Like, I was like. Yeah, I'm on this guy's side. I'm absolutely on this guy's side. No, he's not been the best husband. He's a bad father. Um, but I don't think he was ever her husband, though. That's the thing.
2: <laughs> were they not ever married? I don't think they were ever married. Okay. That's why he never was the kid's dad. The kid didn't even know he was
1: his dad. Well, the kid didn't know, but he knew. Yeah. And so that that's on the adult to show the fuck up for the kid. It's not. <laughs> exactly. on, it's not on the kid to go, "Hey, where's my dad at? <laughs> you know, call me yeah. up." You know. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like, uh, super likable. The quality of the loop was great. And the exposition and seeing, like they, you could tell that they love the idea of the loop and they love to the play in it. So there, he, 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 he'll, sit, he'll sit there and, and do voiceover of how he changed his day up slightly. And then you'll see the repercussions of it. And it was great. And when they revisited it, they, they were in danger of revisiting the past too much But they established what they needed to and then shortened everything down, I think, to the right level where I didn't get bored watching him go through the front of that bus too many times. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Also, that one girl, that old woman just stepping on his face. (laughs) 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 All right,
2: Jason, thoughts on the film? Well, obviously, I like the movie because I put it as my top two or top three time loop movies. This, mm-hmm. this, this is a enjoyable, fun film. And as Jaren said, it also has heart. It is a film, from the most part, that's kind of very, very silly. It's a lot of, you know, over-the-top, gratuitous death scenes that are, you know, one is more outra- outrageous and outlandish than the other, <laughs> but it also has this really deep emotional core with this guy discovering his relationship with his son over... And then not only just discovering the race of the son, but realizing what it means to be a father and wanting to protect his son from the harshness of the world. Like the times where he just sat with his son and watched the world ends. Are like, you know, I say this a lot in, in these movies, but like, I, I teared up a little bit, man. Cause I was thinking about my <laughs> own kid and sitting there having to comfort him while, you know, the thinking about having to comfort him while the world ends in front of you. Like, Ringo Lou is has been one of the most underrated like action stars in my mm-hmm. in this current generation like I was a big fan of him since um The Purge 2. He made a yep. great great uh that that's my first saw him too. He was awesome protagonist in that. that. Yep. Um he's been in a lot of, you know, he's been like a, a secondary role in a lot of mo- in a lot of movies and he just, you know, he's usually just the 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 badass, you know, quiet badass guy. But in this one like I loved how like he is not the brightest, you know, crayon in the crayon box. It took him a while to figure things out. But we learned like as he figured things out, he adapted to the new plan. As he figured, oh, I'm being tracked. Oh, I'm like, you know, you know, the the boss, the, the bad guy is, you know, probably my ex-wife's boss or, or girl, ex-girlfriend's boss or whatever. Like, and he like adapted to each different situation to make it further and further through this time loop. And I love how it was kind of like, it kind of like plays out kind of like a video game, which hence why it's called mm-hmm. Boss Level. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's it's fun. It's funny. It has great action. The sword fight at the end is great. It's just, it's, and it's, it's also like, it made sense on how like the time loop was supposed to work. How like, um like everything just kind of just fit together very well. I love this movie. I was, I was a hundred percent like cheering this movie on. Hopefully, more people Absolutely. will watch it. It's a good, it's a good, and this year, the 2020, we had like, two very good Time Loop movies come out. If not, anything yeah. more than that, but like Palm Springs and Boss Level. Like, there should be more conversations about this these movies because they're, they're really good. They're
1: really, really good. Shout out to Will Sasso, Mad TV, <laughs> showing up as the head thug. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, uh, was anybody else stressed at the very end when it was like oh yeah. i have to do this war i have to do this day one more time and if i die i die for real i was like are we gonna is this i was like i was genuinely no. stressed about that
2: because by the time he's got to this point he's like i'm prepared for this this is the boss level i know yeah. i know what to do he like he knows <laughs> the in- he knows the ins and outs of this world he is this point he uh, already started off as a very sealed individual to begin with because he was like an ex, you know, Navy SEAL yeah. or whatever. But he's right. even more skilled now than he was when he started the time loop. Like, but I was like,
0: they're, they're, they're they
2: are bad. <laughs> they're,
0: they're...
1: That last day was all stressful, man. That last day was stressful. He jumped and caught a helicopter and then swung to the next rungs. You know, you can do that once or twice and still miss it on the third. And then he's just street pizza and it's over. Like, <laughs> I love the times where he did miss it. <laughs> he's <laughs> just like, ah. That's true. That's true. Uh,
0: So, I'm going to make mine quick because we got the big conversation for the end of this, but again, I'm with you all. I enjoyed it. Thumbs up. Suggest everybody see it. Great, great. Really, really good movie. Um, Only thing I have that maybe just left out on the cutting room floor for what you guys said is man, how the fuck did they get the score and land Mel Gibson and Naomi Watts for this kind of movie? Like, it, it doesn't feel like a movie they would be involved in at, at all. And when you see that Mel Gibson's like the boss boss, it's like, oh shit, let's leave the weapon mail. Like, this is fucking racist, sugar tip mail. And he's just a straight badass. So kudos to the movie. However, you landed him, great job. I feel okay. like Mel Gibson
2: now at this point yeah. is just doing movies that he likes to do. Because if you've seen Fat Man, that's a fun Mel yeah. Gibson movie. And you would never think that he would be in this movie. But like he's that's a fun. That. No, he was a good guy in that. He was no. Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, after, after after all his bullshit in in real life, I think Mel Gibson should probably just stick to being the bad guy because I can <laughs> believe him as <is> that. <laughs> <laughs> <This motherfucker. Yeah. laughs> I
2: feel like he's trying to do a better better than what he was before, but he's still a crazy old white dude. So like, there's only so much he can change. <laughs> but I did enjoy him that- in this movie as well. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh all yeah, I can say it again. It's probably my favorite part. Well, not favorite part, but great reveal at the end that he's the, the real bad guy. And great, great to have Mel on there doing some real shit here. All right, let's go to our last topic of the day, which everybody's going to enjoy, especially Jason. So, Jason, we're usually going to start doing these topics where we have hot takes or discussions about stuff in the culture that we just want to get settled right here, right now, for all geek and nerd's sake. So Jason proposed something about Snape and I know you guys briefly hit on it last week but didn't fully go into it so Jason tell us your thoughts on Snape from the Harry Potter series and what we're about to debate real quick. So what I originally done
2: was on Facebook because I was sitting around you know just thinking about nerd shit I originally said that a character from another series is a much better double agent than Snape ever was and you know there was and you know Snape if, if for people who don't know Snape, Snape, Severus Snape is from Harry Potter. He is kind of for the first few no- level, uh, first few novels, kind of like a closet bad guy. You know, he's like an obvious bad guy, but at the end, you find out that he was really trying to help Harry succeed in his goals. My biggest thing is like, and they're in the Harry Potter fandom, there are people who absolutely love Snape, and you know, and that is okay. You can like who you like. You are 100% okay <laughs> doing that. For me, Snape is an asshole. He is not worthy of that love and admiration. He is the, and, and the thing is, and I'm going to only use the book for for basically my reasonings why, is that the number one things, well, there's a few things that make Snape not so lovable for me. The biggest thing is that we find out at the end of the novels that the reason Snape is doing all this is because he was in love with Harry Potter's mother, Lily Lily Potter, and that he was the one that inadvertently got her killed. Or not even inadvertently. He knew what was going to happen. And the reason he's done all this stuff is because he still loves and still cares for Harry's mother. Now, to me, to most people, that's a sweet sort of sentiment that he still holds this love with this woman. But the thing is, it's not love. It's an infatuation. Because this woman chose another man. <laughs> she had a family with another man. The last time he she saw Snape, even though they grew up together, Snape called her a mudblood, which is a racial slur in there, and he had already joined the Death Eaters. He already had been doing things that would... Uh, you know, being not in her best interest as a mudblood, as a half or as a muggle-born wizard or witch or whatever. And then for, like, the the biggest, like, sort of, like, he did not care that Voldemort was going to kill her child. He did not care that Voldemort was going to kill his hated enemy, James Potter. He did not, he only cared that hopefully he could get a little Lily on the side piece after he got his boss got done killing her family. And like, and then he's supposed to feel sad that she got killed. Like, you literally sent Hitler to Anne Frank's house and expected Anne Frank not to get killed because you like Anne Frank. (laughs) So that is the basis for it. And then Dumbledore comes in after he feels bad for getting Anne Frank killed. It's like, so what are you going to do about it? And he's like, whatever you tell me to do. And for the basically, for the whole rest of the novel, Dumbledore pretty much instructs him how to be like this double agent and you know help out harry potter even though he treats harry potter like an asshole like he emotionally abuses harry uh he emotionally abuses neville which are two people who are fucking orphans who his friends either killed his parents or tortured their parents you know he's never shown to be and one of the things that uh really irked me is, you know, uh, I'm not going to call this person out. They have their opinions and they're well thought out and they're real good. But it's the, the matter of growth for the character. For me, he has never grown from that sullen, um, angry little boy. He's always been that. And even though he helped Harry Potter, even though he put his life on the risk on the danger for it, he never grows to the point where he's like, oh, all this anger and all this, you know, hate that I had doesn't help. Maybe I should try to be a little kinder. And it doesn't mean you have to be nice. It doesn't mean he's going to come out there and smile and wear white and, and give Harry a hug. But he could be kind. And he's never kind. And that's what really, really, really bothers me. Is that he knows all these horrible things that happen to these people. And they're children, by the way. And he's never kind in return. He never grows to be kind to them. He helps them, but he's never kind to them. And that's what really, really, really bugs me. And if for me, if I were writing the story, and even though J.K. Rowling was a, was a billionaire, she had, even though we can talk about her as a person later, <laughs> I would have put something in that. In, in it didn't need to take long, like something that he showed that he was learning to be a better person. As it, maybe he never treats Harry like he, Harry needs to be treated, or maybe he treats Neville better, and we don't know that until the end. Or maybe he is trying to instruct Snape not to be a Slytherin asshole like the rest of the Slytherins. I don't understand why people like being Slytherins, because every single character who is a Slytherin is an absolute asshole. Like <laughs> there's not one good Slytherin. And 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 Stephen's like, well, Slughorn, Slughorn's an asshole too. All right. Mm-hmm, he, just, mm-hmm. he, he just doesn't fight for, for Voldemort, but everybody else did. And like
1: it's it's the same people that uh, that that want to go. I'm Harley, and my boyfriend's the Joker. Yeah. It's like you, you read the subject. You understand
2: matter? what you're watching.
1: <laughs> That's not. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I took on the the role of being
0: the Snape cape. You know, and we're about to return some of this this fire that Snape has gotten. So, my first one is, he told Voldemort the prophecy. The prophecy could have been Neville or Harry. So he didn't know at the very initial thing he was sending them to the parters. <laughs> he just knew that the prophecy was this and he gave them half the prophecy, but it was two kids born then. But he did find out who Voldemort was going to and he did ask Voldemort to spare Lily. That's what I was going to say. That's be my next one <laughs> is that he was asking for the one that he loved. He didn't love that baby. That ain't his baby. He ain't got sure no love for the baby. And, and James, who he didn't fuck with at all, who tried to, they was bullying him, tried to get him hemmed up. He was like, "I ain't rocking with them, so fuck them." Save old girl now, because old girl loved her child. She, she took the, she took the sacrifice. So for Snape's eyes, he looks at it as this: Hold on, me and you down, me and you like this, me and Lily. We, 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 you know, we two peas in a pod. We Forrest and Jimmy. The motherfucker that's harassing me and whipping me down, you decide you want to start fucking with. So yeah, I'm hot. I'm mad. So I call you a mudblood because I'm trying to hurt you. He does that. They separate. Cool. He's been bullied. He's been ostracized. So he goes with, he's in Slytherin. He goes with the Dark Lord. Yeah, because he's trying to get payback because everybody who fucked with him is on the other side. So he's like, nah, I'm not trying to rock with the Jokers that was fucking with me. I'm trying to slaughter them like they fucking harassed me. So I'm down for that cause. But he still had Lily on the side of like, all right, cool. So Voldemort does his thing. He asks for forgiveness from Dumbledore. Dumbledore's is like, yeah, do you got to do whatever it costs? Now we got to keep this in perspective. Snape is nice to no one. He's not even nice to other Death Eaters. I didn't so say nice. So do you expect him? I said no, no, kind. Um, there were like two he, different things. All of them. He ain't nice to anybody. Name anybody he's kind to. He's Snape. He's, he's sna- kind sna- to Narcissa.
2: He's ki- he's kind to to Bellatrix because he he Narcissa comes him. and asks Nar- to for him to watch over for Malfoy. And he, take, he makes an unbreakable bond
0: that says, yes, I'll do this for him. He's even kind to Dumbledore. That's not, He's not confident. He has to keep the con going. And if he just said, no, nah, they'd be like, whoa, that's kind of weird that you wouldn't do this for them who's supposed to take out Dumbledore. He had to keep the con going. He wasn't kind to any of them. He was quippy with Bellatrix. Like, he was quippy with all of them except for Voldemort. If every scene you can go, but he always had a retort or something snippy to say. It wasn't like he was cool, kind, of caring to anybody in that whole series. So I do not feel bad that he was an asshole to Harry, who reminded him of James spitting identical, the guy who tormented him, for how many years? He was an asshole to him, but he still did what he was supposed to do, but you a which was ass to protect man, them. But you he was still... Was, is he a, a grown-ass man in body or mentality? <laughs> Hold on on. But is he a grown-ass man in mentality or or just because his body? He does a lot of Hopefully childish shit in there. <laughs> He, but he's not. But we see him and he does a bunch of childish shit. He gets mad and he gets to get the defense of the dark arts. He's supposed to be cool with, uh, with, with Double Door. He could never get it. So he was an asshole to everybody who got that job before him. This is all kid behavior. All the behavior through there is kid shit with, with Snape. He's yeah, never acted good. like an adult except for the only time he acted like an adult was when he did the sacrifices. But also on all this is that Snape never wanted to be the good guy. We put that good guy shit on him because Harry got his past memories. Snape never asked to be the good guy. Snape never asked to be immortalized and get Harry to make one of his son's middle name, his name and shit, which is crazy that Harry would do that because you got victimized for half your the time there with him. So why would you name your kid after the guy? But Snape never wanted to be a hero. That's my point, is that When you're like, oh, he was a bad double agent compared to other ones. Yes, compared to other people, probably. But for the story that was told for him, Snape was always going to be the same guy. The only difference was is that he was fighting for the good side at the end versus when he was fighting for the good side at the beginning. He was the same guy. He was an asshole. He was non-caring. He wasn't kind. He was a dick to everybody all the way through. The only reason he got this redemption is because Harry got the memories. So let's imagine if Harry never got the memories, Snape is just dead in a boathouse and we're going about our business like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Never knowing that he did all the sacrifices. So to me, he's a perfect double agent. No one else knew except for him a double door. Ain't that what a double agent is supposed to do? Only one guy know the, know the secret? He did it phenomenally, and that's what makes him a hero because the fact that he did his job to the T, nobody else knew. (laughs) Nobody else suspected it. Voldemort was still asking him more advice. Like That is the prototypical double agent you want, that no one knows except for the guy that hired you for your mission, and he accomplished that perfectly, so Snape should be on our hero board. Imagine if he wasn't just a nice, touchy-feely good guy at the end and had a beer with Harry to come. Fuck that. He was an asshole. I don't like you, Harry Potter. I just loves your mother. And because my love and your mother and because of the vow I made to Dumbledore, I got to respect you. I got to take care of your dumb ass. But if it wasn't for that <laughs> shit, I'd probably let you die, too, and keep it moving. So that's why I feel like Snape gets the credit he deserved because Snape never wanted the credit. We gave that to him because, oh, he got, we got some memories to know that he was a good guy. He wasn't a good guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. No, he, was, he was never. He wasn't a, a good, good guy. guy. You're right. You're right. He's, the reason he was why a he hero. did all that shit
2: was because of selfish reasons. He and the fact that people like, you know, idolize this dude is 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 baffling to me because he never he did things that are good, but never for the good reason. He never helped Harry just to help Harry. He helped Harry because Dumbledore told him to. Because he felt bad for killing. His girlfriend in fucking high school he's a grown ass man he is 33 when this fucking thing does and and thing is even though he's instrumental in helping you know harry eventually defeat voldemort Mm -hmm. does he does voldemort ever know that does he ever know that he's in you know that his one of his most trusted dudes has been betraying him this entire time at least the emperor was like oh, shit, when fucking Darth Vader tossed him over the edge. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck, <dude?" laughs> And through over the edge. Voldemort's like, yo, um, I'm sorry, but I don't need you anymore, so bye, I guess. Like, there was never any, like, realization that this dude who you trusted had been fucking you over this entire time, and that would have been, like, for me, his most redeeming, redeeming thing is that if Voldemort if knew he was doing this, or if even better, he never had to be kind to of Harry. He never had to be kind of, to Neville or Hermione or Ron. He could have just done one thing before he died to actually show Voldemort that he was not on his side. Like, that would have been the saving grace for me. Because he never, like, Voldemort never, he never publicly does anything against Voldemort. And, like, and he just dies. And it's just like,
0: oh, well. Mm. Well, and yeah, are yeah, we're supposed to cool. give him a hug because of that? Like, no, well, think, again, do that goes something. my point of him being good at double agent. But then, two, let's also keep in mind in all of this minutia we're talking about. Snape wants to be a Death Eater. Like, that's even worse. <laughs> he wants to be a Death Eater. He only is not a Death Eater because old oh. girl died, and he made a promise that he'll do whatever. If he never made that promise, he's still rolling with the Death Eater camp. So, like, I don't expect nothing from a dude that wants to be all the bad stuff that he wants to be. <laughs> So but the fact that he did his job... Worse that he
2: wants to be a death eater because they're literally fucking Nazis. I do not <laughs> care. Like, I don't care. If you're a Nazi and you're fucking with Nazis and you want to be fucking with Nazis, but you might have helped one Jew escape, you're still a fucking Nazi.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: you were like, oh... My about Oscar
1: huh? <laughs> we got history buff coming in. Just saying. Lose, Lose, Lose Oscar Lose the did he Yeah, news? I don't, I don't know about... Oscar Schindler.
2: No, Oscar Schindler was, was not a Nazi. He wasn't officially a Nazi. He just was a German citizen who lived in... And, he was, and everybody
1: he was, was Nazi. Nazi. He was a Nazi. And then changed. <laughs> yep. I just thought I'd come and, like, mess with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad Harry Potter wasn't told in 2021 in Georgia Public Schools because Snape would have absolutely brought a gun to school and shot the motherfucker up. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is true. That is true. He would have never... Been- well, also,
2: he, Sirius Black says that even though you know James and him might have been rough on Snape, Snape was equally as unkind and rough with them every chance they got. It was a tit for tat sort of thing. They weren't, yeah, their, they were his bullies, but he was also their bully.
1: Totally serious. Also, yeah power side to that though. There's a winning side and someone who's just trying yeah, to come on, a, man, water. We are not gonna do that uh, anytime. Snape got Harry, got
2: James alone. He was fucking them up, <laughs> right? No, no, so I
1: do
0: like doubt that. Like that's a serious set. and then we're going to not try to get him. Hold on. But didn't Siri, and I don't know if this is canon or not. I think it's canon. Didn't Sirius Black try to, I mean, didn't Black try to send um, Snape to get eaten by a werewolf at one point? No. Like that was like one of his tricks that he was going to send him in it again. I'm pretty sure that's canon. Like he tried to kill Snape, he tried to get a werewolf to kill him. Yeah, because Snape was falling around. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> Look, I'm not
2: saying that they're good as as students either. They were definitely horrible to Snape. But <coughs> Regulus, I mean, not Regulus, fucking Servers, I mean, what the fuck? Am I? Sirius grew yeah. up. Sirius realized that he was an asshole to Snape. He realized that he was terrible to Snape. And he was like, yo, like, let's put that behind us, you know? Like, he gets fucking, and Lupin wasn't really as bad as Sirius and, and James were. He gets Lupin fired because and basically ruins his life because he doesn't like him. Like he that's the only job that Lupin has had in years. And like, oh, someone let slip that he was a werewolf. Well, who knew he was a werewolf? Hermione, Harry, Ron, Dumbledore, and Snape. So who let it slip? That's kind of a bitch move, right there. right? right. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and
0: throw that out there.
2: Snape is a bitch.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> I bet Snape wouldn't meet me outside. After doing that shit to me.
0: all
2: right, <laughs> And it's, it's just like all those things. And then like at the end, you know, we're supposed to feel like this guy is a hero. And to me, it's like, he's not a hero. He's just a dude. He did some good things. Yes. But I'm not going to admire him for it. I'm not going to be like, oh, he's, he's the best part of this story. He, he is an asshole who treated orphans like dick. And, you know, never did anything to not to, to delineate him from the rest of the Nazis other than, you know, publicly. I mean, you know, and then, you know, Harry Potter's going to name his kid after him. I mean, like, why did you name your kid after that fucking yeah. Nazi, dude? That's weird. Are you one of them, too? Yeah, again, <laughs> oh, no, he that, did some shit because he loved my mom. Well, if you really love your mom, he wouldn't man. have had you killed in the first place. All right. <laughs> like, look, look, my, you don't, if you love you somebody, you don't try to kill their happiness, people. Like, that's not love. You that's don't a, be like, oh, you're going to kill her. Or you're gonna kill her kid? Oh, that's cool. Just don't kill her. Like, no, you'd be like, don't kill her kid, don't kill her husband because she loves them, she's happy with them. And if you love somebody, you'd be let them be happy and not try to kill their family.
1: Yeah.
0: So, oh, So man, you, you don't know about that that petty love that Snape had. That's why it's not love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you nailed that on the head. It's infatuation, it's definitely it's not
2: infatuation. He never loved Lily, he never had to sit there and see if she farts in her sleep. Or if she doesn't like to do the dishes or like all the number of, of crazy shit that your, your spouse does, but you love them anyway, even though it gets on your fucking nerves. Or you might even not like it at all, but you more. still fuck with them because you love them. You know, she doesn't know that it's it's not love because if you love somebody, you're not going to like do things to harm them. Right. I mean, you on purpose. Anyway, you do. do harm their happen. Yeah but you're not going to be whoa, like, whoa, oh, whoa, I love whoa. my wife, but, you know, fuck these kids she got. I'm just going to throw them down the fucking stairs or whatever.
1: <laughs> look,
0: look, man. Again. Uh, all, <laughs> all I'm going to say is that I'm not going to tell another man how he should love. <laughs> if you need to get rid of that bastard kid in his eyes, get rid of the <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. That's what you going to do. I'm going to tell another man how to love. That's what I'm not going to do. But I will say this in, the, in our conversation. Yes, I do think he is a proficient double agent because that was like i thought the initial thing was him being a double agent and his heroism i think he's a proficient double agent because he kept the secret only one of the guy knew until you know he told harry and i'm pretty sure after that harry started snitching and then it's the <laughs> part... definitely a snitch <laughs> <laughs> it. hey guys guess <laughs> <I> what's <laughs> right, right. the second thing i think his heroism isn't necessarily made off the fact that He went into it thinking to do the sacrifice of the big play to save, quote unquote. Let's be completely honest. Uh, Voldemort only killed him because he thought that he was the owner of the Elder One. Like, Snake makes it to the end if he doesn't start putting together who disarmed who, and that's why he couldn't do it. So, Snake probably still walks out of there alive if he didn't do the unbreakable vow to protect Malfoy. Snape still survives, and I think even if Snake would have survived, he probably would have told you, like, hey, I'm an asshole. We're not going to be cool after this, Harry. But oh. I didn't make my promise. Promise fulfilled. Fuck off, you asshole! Like I feel like that's not the we would have ended if he would have survived. So he went back to doing whatever former Death Eater shits do when they're not doing Death Eater shit. That's take
1: what he went back Christmas, to doing. Take <laughs> me off that Christmas card list, Harry. I ain't about that.
0: Right. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck out of here. Name your kids out. So as the hero part of it, I, I think he's a reluctant <laughs> hero. Like he wasn't trying to. He didn't think he was going to get to go as far as he did, but he did go as far as he had to go at every single stop and turn. So to me, that, I mean, regardless if it was forced upon him or because he chose it, he still did heroic acts that did save the day and he kept his promises. I mean, I'm going to go with Hero, and I'm going to go with the fact that he was a great double agent. He kept a secret.
2: He's a good double agent. I'll give you that. I will even say I'll give you a Hero, but he's not admirable. That's what I would say. Oh, no. Hell no. Hell no. He's not admirable. He's not someone you should be.
1: Can you call him a hero? as a uh, one heroic thing, really. Huh? If it boils down to one heroic action. Is he a hero? No. I don't even think Darth Vader is, is
2: really redeemable either. He killed kids. Yeah. No. And, the last time, and it took him to like the very last second of his kid getting his lightning before he even didn't think about it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Darth Vader. <laughs> also, he, he sucked the kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was a very annoying kid. That's even the worst part. Like, <laughs> all the other stuff I can forgive, but like, sand thing, get the fuck out of here.
0: Okay. It's so coarse and rough. It gets everywhere. What it. are you talking about? You grew up on a sand planet, you asked This is
1: pod racing. <laughs> that's that's a good a trick. Uh, from the, from the
0: a, twirl, a, a twirl on. is a good trick. Like, no other spider pilots have seen anybody do yeah. a 360 spin. I guess yeah. all right, cool, cool, all right, all right, all right. We're with it. I, it's I'm, bad, right? It
1: a long time ago. All right.
0: <laughs> in a galaxy far, far, far away, they did roll spins. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it as far away as possible. Moving <laughs> it so far away.
1: <laughs> That's that is,
0: is is Jar Jar Binks the most annoying character ever created in uh sci-fi history? Um,
1: ooh, the most annoying. Yes. Because yeah. it's, I mean, yeah.
2: look. Yeah. Ahmad Bess, who is Charlotte binks did the mm-hmm. best he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he, he did a really good job bringing that character to life. Now, that character is fucking terrible. It's... <laughs> it is poorly written. It's supposed to be common relief, but nothing he does is funny. It's just all annoying.
0: But, he's better than C-3PO. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Hot take of the year. We're going to wrap this show up with that one before we go any <laughs> further into that.
1: He did my... all the death threats he got. That's a- <laughs> right,
0: you right. Know. <laughs> we're going to let that live where it is. And again, thank you everybody for listening to the N Word for Nerd podcast. Uh, we're going to keep bringing you this, this heat and this smoke as long as you guys keep enjoying it. Uh, please remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe at all of our places. That's YouTube, Facebook. Uh, on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere and, and everywhere where pretty much you can find us and uh, enjoy this content. And I guess we got any last words from you, Jaron, for today? Uh, no,
1: appreciate you guys. Man, this has been a long one. We, we, we're going to start doing these long forms, aren't we?
0: I know, I know. We had a, we have more movies to review than normal. We have three. Usually we get like one or two, but you know how it goes. And yeah. Jason, any final words? Buck Snape.
1: And be kind. You know. <laughs> yeah, there and be you kind. Go. And put
0: <laughs> your partner in your service. But most importantly, fuck Snape. <laughs> well, that being all, we will see you all next week. Peace.